And we're going to move on now to another story that was really exercising so many people. Uh, well, not just this week, but for the last 18 months. And this week, the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists published their review of cervical check. While it found missed opportunities to prevent or diagnose cancer earlier in some women, overall it found the Irish Cervical Screening Programme is performing effectively. Uh, and uh, uh, this is also in the context of Lorraine Walsh uh, resigning. But anyway, uh, the Tony, uh, this has been so turbulent, shall we say. The former Director General, Tony O'Brien, joins me now. He resigned in May of last year as a result of this controversy. Tony, let's start at the beginning and the review conducted by the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists, which are ORCOG. How did you read what they found? First of all, it's a very comprehensive report, and I think we should preface any remarks by recognising that they're reviewing uh, the cases of people who had been diagnosed with cancer over the 10-year period, so it's necessarily a difficult time for them and their families. 1,034 consents were given for this review, and in some cases that meant consents given by next of kin, so clearly it's a sensitive time. Yeah. What they found uh, is that, as you've said, cervical screening saves lives, including many of those women who consented to take part in the review. They've also concluded, which I think we knew, uh, that cervical screening cannot prevent all cases and will fail to prevent between 30 and 35% of cancers, even in well Can I go back programs. on that bit? Because when the whole story broke, there was a, seemed to be a complete confusion between... Um, what the function of screening was and diagnostics and that screening is not a diagnostic. Yeah, and it's a very important distinction. What, what screening does is seek to identify those members of the public who take part in the screening programme who should go on to a diagnostic process. And the particular technology used, which is known as cervical cytology, yeah. we know will only pick up about 16 out of every 20 cancers that might possibly be detected and present in the population who are screened. So it's not a perfect science. And what it then does is triggers a process whereby where there is an abnormality detected in a slide looked at in a laboratory, yeah. a woman is referred to a further test, which is diagnostic, which is carried out in what's known as a colposcopy clinic, Yes. where a health professional, typically an obstetrician or a highly trained advanced nurse practitioner, will examine the cervix to look for changes and yeah. then proceed One to One of whom was writing about this recently. Yes. And she said, we have found it difficult to voice our opinions. Those who have tried are ignored or vilified. Uh, and she goes through how many there are locally. But apparently her staff are, are at breaking point and they're putting up with an awful lot of abuse. Well, unfortunately, we're still living with the overhang of some of the misunderstandings uh, that occurred 18 months ago. Now, this is, without doubt, a serious issue, and I'm not going to try and downplay or minimise it, particularly for those involved. But at the outset, uh, reading some of the media coverage and listening to some of the politicians who ought to have known better, you could get the view that what happened here was that the programme knew of cancer diagnosis and had withheld it. We now know definitively that was never the case. There was also a view uh, that, in some way, the use of particular laboratories, whether they be outsourced or not, 
was the cause of this problem, and that obviously came from a particular political perspective. And through both the Gabriel Scalia review and this review, we know that this service is performing at about the level that you'd expect, and that tends to undermine the argument that yeah. there's a particular problem. Comparable with Britain. The yeah. only thing is, I'll never get the image out of my head of Lorraine Walsh sitting there with two separate pieces of paper, yeah. both of which she got from the same organisation, both of which gave her different results. Well, I think it's important to stress with respect to ARCOG, the organisation that carried out this expert review on behalf of the Irish government, that what they were being asked to do was a quite a difficult and complex process. And in a small number of cases, and I understand hers may be one of them, though I don't know this in detail, where there was a difficulty getting all of the original slides, in other words, if they couldn't find a discordant result, they called it concordant, which means it was the same. Perhaps in an ideal world, they'd have been a middle category, inconclusive, or so on. So there are a small number of women, as I understand it... very interesting that she and Vicky Phelan were, who, were within it. ..who, where there was a particular difficulty uh, with obtaining all of the information and so on. Now, that's very significant for those individual women, and it's important that a way is found to provide them with the reassurance that they need. But that doesn't detract from the overall findings of the report. And this is why it's particularly important. I'd like to come back to the staff in a moment, if I can. Yeah. But this is a programme that has detected over 70,000 abnormalities in cervical cancer, in, in the cervical slides, has allowed those women to go on for early treatment and has undoubtedly saved lives and has the potential to continue to do so. In a few months, the programme will adopt a new method, uh, HPV testing primary, which means that... Explain that, the difference. Well, one, one looks for the presence of a virus, which is a precursor, a necessary precondition to cervical cancer. It will result in more women being checked at colposcopy for a given period. Right. But the primary difference is that whereas the existing method will probably detect 16 out of 20, this new method will increase that to 18 out of 20, so it's yeah. more effective. It, and, and everybody says it is more effective. Everybody yeah. in the professional world says it is I think more the effective. I think the science behind it is unquestioned at this stage. It will be more effective. OK, but one of the points Dr Noreen Russell made in her article, and I have heard other uh, obstetricians say so as well, that you can end up kind of being too treating in advance too much and that it has an effect on miscarriage on all sorts of of difficulties you know that i mean the wisdom of of i don't know what the wisdom of job on how to handle these matters yeah there's a difficulty with all screening programs whatever they're for there are certain rules from a public health perspective that have to be followed, but what you need to do is construct the programme in a way that neither undertreats nor overtreats. You can do harm if you calibrate your screening programme incorrectly. That's, that's one of the reasons why these things are not perfect. Right. The Minister earlier in this week spoke of the difficult and painful reality that no screening programme can be perfect, and I have to agree with him on that point. Yeah, and I think we m might reiterate, though, as has been said very, very often, that any of the women that are campaigning in this, and they have every right to, um, always consistently set, encourage people to go and be screened. Yeah. But why has it been so utterly contentious? Is it incompetence? Is it 
I'll, I'll be a little bit controversial, if I may. As long as you don't libel anyone, you no, can no, save George. I've, I've, I've never been into that. I've been libelled a few times <laughs> myself, but I don't think I've ever libelled anybody else. At the time, and to some extent since, both in political and media circles, there has been either a deliberate or an unfortunate unwillingness to focus on the key issues. Back at, back at the time, various politicians, and it's well known who they are, we don't need to rehearse it, completely over-egged this issue. It was a very serious issue. But it, it is a very serious issue. But it issue. wasn't the issue that they represented, and they represented things in a way which would and did undermine public confidence in the effectiveness of yeah. the programme. And to their credit, those at the very centre of this have always encouraged women to continue they have. using the programme. The second thing yeah. is that in the media, it's not always been well portrayed. Even this week, if I looked at RTE's own headlines, they led with the missed opportunities without in any significant way referencing the key message from ARCOG, which was that this programme saves lives and is performing well by international standards. Yes, but so the missed opportunities matter. Of course, but they're an inherent part of the screening programme, and that's right. the central point that these experts from another jurisdiction who had no vested interest in this were trying to make. OK. And it's can, key. But you, you can I just about say that this wouldn't... This wouldn't have emerged as the issue it did if Vicky Phelan hadn't gone and refused to be gagged mm. by you guys. Actually, the state wasn't trying to gag. I think it's very clear. Was it not of, the one, HSE? One, no, one of the other parties, I believe. But it's also the case, just to balance that, that Cervical Check was attempting to be the first screening programme in the world to carry out one of these audits and communicate the results to the women involved. That's the bit. It came from a very good place, but the process was not delivered well. And consequently, it's important to stress that the people who work in cervical check then and now do so with the very best of intentions. They always did. And some of the criticism that has been landed upon them is very damaging to them. But more importantly, right now, I'm not sure, and the letter during the week made this clear, I'm not sure that if you were an obstetrician in training, that you'd put working in a screening programme at the top of your list of priorities, given all the other opportunities there are. So hopefully this ARCOG review, despite the difficulties and the challenges they had, and it was a yeah. complex process which should be acknowledged, will now put the matter to rest. We have a very effective cervical screening programme. Sheila, it has I, 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 saved what's lives. Your, it will continue to save lives. What's your read of this? So, in no way am I a medical expert, so I can't yeah, speak. But you're as a female. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and also I'm an analyst. So I, you know, work with data quite a bit and I agree uh, to <coughs> a large extent it shouldn't detract um, the fact that Lorraine Walsh's and Vicky Phelan's cases seem by, by Lorraine's, uh, you know, account on prime yes. time um, that it, her and Vicky Phelan's cases there was discrepancies in um, and these it, these reviews are complex but you and should technically be done blind, but because of this situation they can't be. Um, that Vicky Phelan and Lorraine Walsh's cases were handled with a little bit of extra care, um, and I'm not saying to diminish the other women, uh, of but, course, but I'm yeah. just saying they they were because it's not blind. Any person you would have thought would have looked more into those kind of high profile cases, yes. exactly. Um, but 
to be fair, just reading the media and hearing the counts, it's, it would be unfair of me to say who was at fault or what. I, I I've tried to read them to say, is there something indicating who was at fault, whether it was when they got the slides being given or when they got the cases. But I think that should have been much more highlighted because while it shouldn't attract it does detract because it calls into question it, not its independence. I, d I agree it's an independent report, yeah. but its validity, its integrity. And unfortunately, sometimes we've, you know, as an analyst, we've written what we believe are good reports, but actually one element of them ends up calling the whole thing into question. And I, I do think that in many ways the political rhetoric after it didn't acknowledge that, that actually if one case or two cases that th these are discrepancies were there, there was a problem. And it was only when they were raised again by Lorraine that actually there was acknowledgement that they happened. Yeah. But, but I preface all that with I'm only going on what I'm reading in the of media course. as a citizen yeah. rather than... Uh, uh, Aaron? Um, I suppose there was a... Uh, th there are a number of articles dealing with it. There was one in particular that had a, a full page article on it. I don't have it in front of me. Um, where... I think some of the women really felt quite let down by the outcome and by, um, I suppose, the conclusions of the report. And that's absolutely understandable insofar as it, it seems to have taken sort of a contradictory position to what has been put out there and portrayed previously. Um, I suppose I, I take a slightly different slant on it in that if if the end result of um, all of these women, Lorraine Walsh and, and Vicky Phelan and, and others who have uh, been so outspoken about their experiences, if it highlights the the broader issue of the importance of women going to get checked and indeed men going to get checked for their own issues. Yeah. But if it highlights the importance of people engaging with the process and and going to going to a, as good an end as they can, like we can only trust our system in as much as we have one that's here. Right. So to that end, you, we have a system that we have to engage with. And I think if it highlights the broader issue in terms of cervical cancer and the outcomes, the you know, the, the good outcomes if it's caught early and the, the devastating outcomes if it's not, I think it's it highlights a much broader, very important issue, not only for women, but I think also for men and in a broader sense. Right. Um, yeah. So and I think that's really what those those two women in particular and so many other voices right. are trying to, to do, you know, yeah. is not just highlight the failure of the system, but also to highlight the underlying actual issue that people need. They do need to go and look at these things and they do need to address them and they do need to keep their their checks in, in place with okay. their health in general. Sheila? Martin, just a quick thing you were saying there about um, people who felt it was difficult to voice opinions, you know, to that raise was this woman lived down. I think she's in Limerick. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's to what we were speaking about all today. It just seems to be that these opportunities for people to speak out, whether it was FAI, whether, you know, people were saying it was known that it was going on. It, you know, it, it now it's it, those opportunities in all organisations, especially state organisations. I'll give you the analogy of uh, aircraft carriers. If, if you're actually rewarded for speaking out if something is wrong in an aircraft carrier, even if it stops planes landing, um, because actually the chances of a big incident happening by a loose spanner or, you know, whatever. Loose, whatever. Yeah. So you're rewarded for putting your head above the parapet. And I think there needs to be a cultural change where actually people speaking out aren't belittled or demoned of, oh, it's them again. It's actually that there's a recognition that they may be the first ones to indicate a problem. And that's a positive 
positive rather than a negative. Right. That was Laureen uh, Russell. I yeah, was so it's important yeah. to emphasise that what she was speaking about, and I agree with what you've said, what she was speaking about is in this case, it's clinicians working in, in the cervical check programme feeling unable to speak up for the programme because of the really negative and hostile yeah. environment. And that is re a really dangerous place to get to. Uh, they are doing tremendous work. They've had an incredible workload in the last 18 months due to, in fact, the surge of people looking for cervical screening and colposcopy. And we need them. There are 15 colposcopy clinics. And if we're to successfully move to this new better test, they're going to have more work to do. We need them. We can't afford to lose any of them. That goes for all the staff in Cervical Check who, okay. who, who got a pretty raw deal in this whole process, I have to say. She says 15 clinics, less than 50 trained colposcopists. Uh, before we finish up on this, Kevin, has the politics gone out of this now? A little bit. Um, I, I think this report probably closes another chapter on it, but I don't think it's one of these stories we can ever move on. I don't think, um, you know, at some point the FAI will rebrand and move on. I think this is a very different situation because you're playing with life and debt. And I understand where, where Tony's coming from in terms of the way both politics and media um, reacted at the time when this first came out. But Some of it was like, you know... Well, there was a there was a blame game, an immediate yeah. blame game, and yeah. and that got lost in emotion. And I think this particular topic has a lot of emotion because yeah, because I, it's life and death. It's life and, and death, and, yeah. and I think most every every family in this country has a cancer story. And if they saw Vicky feeling coming down the steps of the high court that day, going, "I have a terminal diagnosis, and I didn't have to, or it mightn't have been like this." Every family reacted. And I think politicians got lost in that, media got lost in that, and real people got lost in that. And maybe now we're just kind of clearing the smoke a little bit to see. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, remind you, what she said was 100% true. Yeah. And, 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 and like, uh, Vicky Phelan is a hero, I think. Yeah. In, in, and there's no two ways about it. And, you know, uh, maybe in some ways the media can shut up and the politicians can shut up and we'll let her tell us how to do this going forward. Yeah, there's an article in the. Irish Times or the Sunday Times, Times Brenda Power yeah. Brenda Power to that. yeah that yeah. was Brenda Power but there's also the lesson that there is value in having external reviews and then deciding who to shoot maybe the shooting <laughs> first and asking questions Careful later now. <laughs> mind you I don't ever carry arms <laughs> <laughs> oh we know that we know that <laughs> okay listen Tony thank you very very much indeed for that